Thorpe United have lost 4-0 at home to Exeter City this afternoon. Love it. Good evening, everybody. Thank you all so much for joining us for today's podcast. We are joined by the best and brightest of Grimsby has to offer. Um, and they couldn't make it, so we came with us. Uh, Bruce uh, travelled back, cost his uh, 185 quid or whatever it would have cost to get down to, from Boreham Wood and back. Um, everybody settled back at home. Safe journey back, mate. All good, yeah, yeah. Peterborough services was full of um, mariners that were relatively happy. But uh, yeah, what we got the back. What petrol we... price? At Peterborough, I, I wasn't I, I wasn't driving, mate. So I'll be honest, I paid no attention. I just handed over what was required and my share, and uh, yeah, that was it, really. So I can't, I can't tell you. We, did, we we certainly didn't fill up there. We filled up before we left. It's cheaper up here, isn't it? I don't know. I I guess so. Tom, how's everything your end? I know we are waiting with abated breath for news for yourself, but how is everything going otherwise? Yeah, fine, thanks. Awesome. <laughs> Kimmy Riken, another pod. Uh, oh, no, who's that really shitty Crawley manager? John Yem. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, Harsh. how are you? Harsh. On him or you? <laughs> Mike, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. Cheers, mate. How are you? I'm all right. Did you go yesterday? I didn't see you. No, I was meant to be, I was meant to be going and then something happened at home so last minute I couldn't get there so gutted uh, but uh, what a part timer look I anyway about it, mate. look I'll, 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 yeah I know um like, well I got to say I'm a bit discombobulated today so um we put this up late so if you've got any questions theories thoughts anything you want to put in please feel free to Bruce and I were uh, at this sun scorched Boreham Wood stadium which I assume is a like a Cub Scout tent or something of a football ground. I don't know. I assume they do like little wigwam things there. It was um, it had the air of professionalism wrapped around an air of uh, three step terraces. Uh, I don't know what you. I've never been before, Bruce. But it, um, obviously at Arsenal have leveraged them with a nice pitch, um, and about fifty thousand water sprinklers. Uh, but it didn't feel like a Boringwood stadium, really. It felt like Arsenal Women's Stadium. It was... Um, no, it looked very shiny, didn't it? It wasn't very big, but it was shiny. Um, and, yeah, it was. It reminded me a little bit of... I don't know if you... Did you go to Hyde when they were in the conference the first time round? And, no, and Man City used their ground. And it was It was a little bit like a, a posher version of that, where the, the pitch looked immaculate. Um and um, but yeah, I thought it was a, I thought it was a fairly tidy little ground, really. Um, but uh, but yeah, the sort of the, it was very deceptive though. The sort as you give them birth, yeah, apparently. <laughs> um, for for anybody that's listening, Tom's just disappeared. Um, but uh, but yeah, the uh, I thought it was a tidy little ground, but the I thought it was deceptive, deceptively cold. The the sun once the sun went down, it was bloody freezing, and there were there were some fans in there were hats and scarves on some, and then other people were in shorts and t shirts, weren't there? Yeah, it reminds me we played Forest once in the in two thousand and one. We lost three one, 
um and it was it was like today it was gorgeous and i ended up going down in like shorts and a t-shirt and uh when i got back to market raisin it we were two feet in snow i'm a poor i i was so stupid i didn't i was only young and i didn't really understand how trains work so i didn't know that i could get like connecting services to get to wherever i needed to go so i i was panicking going shit i've got to get back to grimsby well this train goes to market raisin at least i can get there and uh, my old man had to drive across the uh, across the walls, across Case the Top in the snow to get me. I don't think he's forgiven me yet. Um, but uh, yeah, it was a deceptively weird day. But uh, do you know what? Let's talk about it. I'm surprised a little bit by some of the negativity from from people. If if anything stops us from getting in the playoffs this season, it's our ability to not draw games. If anything, looking at the league table, and I thought yesterday is a consummate performance against a fellow playoff rival uh where if it had been if john mcatee had his shooting boots on we would have uh walked away with all three points as he was put through one-on-one twice i don't know what your opinion of it was bruce i think yeah i thought the i thought the first half was absolute shit we don't even need to uh, talk the, about it the, the first half both teams were just absolutely it looked like it, it got nil nil written all over it from the first sort of two or three minutes, hadn't it? And then, and then obviously the second half played out, and it and it it, it shouldn't have been nil nil, but it was. Yeah, I just thought the first half was absolutely appalling. But then, second half, it, second half, um, I thought Town came out. I thought they tried to win the game. We missed McAtee missed a couple of chances, like you say. He just didn't connect with either of them, did he? I mean, it, they were both on t- uh, both on target, I believe. But no, one went wide, didn't it? Um, but one was on target and the other one sort of went wide, but neither of them had a lot of power behind them. Um, the best effort was um, Maguire Drew, um, who I thought added, adds, showed that little bit of quality, got a bit of space in the box when he when he came on. And, uh, and you know, he was unlucky not to score. By all accounts, I couldn't see very well from where I was. You were a little bit further along, but it was a worldy save by the keeper, apparently. Yeah, it was a good save because he was only about five foot four. He was a ridiculously short keeper for what we're used to nowadays. If I'd if uh, I'd have been a if I'd have been a Boreham Wood fan though, I would have been disappointed in that as a home performance. I didn't think they made any real effort to. I thought Cod Almighty's little bit that was they, they nearly won it by accident at the end was absolutely brilliant because they, they they just looked like they had no intention of trying to really score and they were time wasting at home in the first half and yeah, I just would have been I'd have been fed up with that. I wouldn't have liked that at all, but I but thought... isn't that isn't that like the archetypal lower like a brain tree or a gate said or whatever other team we've had to fucking play in these leagues where you know Eastley as well where these teams that don't have much about them but they're well organised they get themselves back behind it they look dangerous at set pieces uh, that number six who to me looked like a kebab shop owner was an absolute rock at the back. He was in. He was into absolutely everything, wasn't he? But it was. Um, it's just one of these where you'd come away, and I would imagine a lot of teams have lost one nil to them, rather than you know four or five nil. Yeah, I think they've got the best defensive record in the in the in the league, and you can see why because the half the time they've got nine men behind the ball. Um, there just was. I just yeah. I just thought I, I, they, they might have done well, and they've got results, but. I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to watch that all season if that's the if that's as expansive as they get. Because I thought it was. I thought for a home team, they really. And you, you say about that, but this is a team that's in the playoffs with games in hand above us. You know, you know, it's. I appreciate that they're a smaller club than us, but we're not exactly Juventus, are we? 
I guess in comparison, we are, aren't we? Like, well, to... yeah, but we're not though, are we? Because they're above us, and they, I mean, as a, I, would, it was, I mean, in terms of resources, I guess is probably what. Oh, I was... possibly, possibly, but their performances on the pitch would, suggest, you know, the the league table would suggest that at the moment they're a better team than us, aren't they? And they have I mean, been over the, over the course of the season. I mean, I mean, in terms of form, though, haven't they dropped right off recently? I see they're sort of mid-table in the form chart, so maybe, maybe it's a case of just just wanting to try and get a point against a rival uh, to try and stop that slide a little bit perhaps yeah so, i mean i was quite surprised about the reports of how negative they were to be honest uh well they have played like so the last run of games has been everton wrexham chesterfield uh so they were like two losses um they'll be disappointed to lose to everton i guess uh drew with chesterfield um and then barnet uh, they they lost one nil at, at barnet which i guess they count as a, a sort of a derby um and then um they they've They've drawn with us. Their last game win was in on the twenty sixth of Feb against Boreham uh, against Boreham against Eastley. Um, so they've had a, a, a particularly difficult running of late. Um, maybe we've um, caught them at a good time, perhaps. But I don't see many. Yeah, there's there's lots of one nils. They beat um, they beat Kings Lynn three one. Um, but there's very few games where they've won by more than one goal. Weymouth and um, Eastleigh are the two that stand out after that. Yeah, neither of them are very high up the table, are they? No. So you can see where they keep it tight, see what goes, and that it's doing pretty well. But, I mean, Luke Gerrard, who's their manager, would be one that I would have been touting for town if Shudhurst have ever have not found his uh, mojo again. Um, and... After watching that, as you say, Bruce, I wouldn't want him. <laughs> I don't know. About I just, you. just while you're talking about the results and stuff, I'm just looking at the table, and I, and I know it. I know it. It makes sense anyway. But it the table at the moment is a pretty the form table. Sorry, is a pretty good reflection of the the league. Um, the table that I've got up, the top five, Solly Hull and above, are unbeaten in the last five, all of them. Um, and then the bottom. One, two, three, four, five. Bottom five or six have got one win between them in the last six games. So it, it is, a, it is, a, and then the middle is a bit of a mixture. And we're sort of we're we're at the higher end of that with one one red cross. Um, so the the table really does really you know has taken shape properly now. And the I think the form team at the minute seems to be Halifax, don't they? Absolutely flying along, yeah, with, Stock, along with Stockport, of course. Yeah, Stockport are in, they're pretty incredible, aren't they? They they haven't lost since they played the game before they played us in the trophy. They've uh, won eighteen out of the last nineteen, drawing the other. Yeah, that was against Chesterfield, I think. Um, so it's a pretty uh, pretty impressive run. Uh, we do have to face them, so it'll come unstuck then. Uh, but I, I guess we should really address the sort of negativity because I thought we played all right. I thought I thought nobody. It was like playing two towns two town teams in the first half. No one wanted to shoot. No one wanted to do anything. And everyone was just happy for the ball to bobble about. Um, the second half, I thought we, we, we took it to them. I thought, uh, I thought uh, Sousa looked a lot better than I'd seen him in the most recent games. Uh, him and Afeti do need to work on their sort of work together because it's just, it's, it's just lacking, shall we say. Amos, I thought looked pretty good. Uh, Clifton looked industrious. Uh, it's nice to see Taylor back, and you could see an improvement of sort of the hold-up play that we had up there. Um, yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was all right. A, a special note to to, to Boreham Woods sort of obligatory shithousery. 
sort of play. They they almost played. I don't know about you, Bruce, but Jamal Fifield came over after about fifty six minutes, and he was taking his time for a throw, wasn't he? He was like, oh, "I'm not going anywhere." He wasn't in a rush, was he? But um, no, I, I I like I said like I said at the start, I thought that I thought they were wasting time in the first half, let alone the second. But just know, go back. Go on, sorry. Yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was just going to say, going back to what you were saying about players, I, I think. Um, I think Smith looks really solid. Yeah. Um, I think Pearson was a little bit unlucky to be um, shifted out. And, I, and, I, and I, I'd be interested to know whether that was intended as letting him have a rest at Yeovil and then Smith came in and just excelled. Um, or, um, you know, or whether he feels that, you know, that moving forward that Smith is his best partner for Waterfall, perhaps. I don't know. Yeah, absolutely. Crocombe's kicking was pretty good as well. We sort of, he was relatively steady. He didn't have much to do, but that that last chance at the end, he had to deal with it. Um, who else have, have we missed? Anybody? I, I think Kirst, I think Kirst, um, Sorry to interrupt. I think no, Kirst, no. Um I don't know if you. I know you were on Radio Stardom, um, but uh, oh, I'll talk about that in a minute. Yeah, well, apparently Henry's not happy. Um, yeah, I can imagine. But, uh, but yeah, he was going to do a report even with not being at the game. But uh, yeah. you you you, you, over, you you overshadowed him. Well, they were trying um, to get through to me to get his details. I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he, he wasn't there today. Oh well, uh, do you know anyone that could help? Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I thought I thought I thought Hearst was right though. There was a few times you said about Amos and uh, Afete and Sousa, um, and there were quite a few times where the fact that that final ball into the box in the especially in the second half because we were quite low down, weren't we? It wasn't it was wasn't easy to see what was going on in the first half at the far end. No, the, the the delivery into the ball into the box wasn't brilliant, you know. 70% of the time um, and so that is something you know that we can we can work on but yeah I thought they were I thought they were good and like you I thought I thought having Taylor back um, uh, unlucky as the other lads were um, I think I think Taylor and McAtee is his preferred front two yeah I, I agree and I think that's worth happening and uh, I think that'll be 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 what we go with. Hopefully, if everything go, comes our way, I think, was... I think what he's looking to. Oh, sorry, I did it again, didn't I? But yeah. I think what he's looking to do is uh, with Taylor. He's thinking that he can bring more people into play. You know, rather than you know, rather than just being Taylor and McAtee. I think with Taylor's hold up play, he's a different kind of player, perhaps to the other two. And uh, you know, he's maybe bringing in the, the wingers or the fullbacks into play as well with his layoffs, and we might get more bodies up the pitch in support of the ones that are that are up there. And I'll shut up uh, now for a minute. Oh, was, I was, was, it not a, was it not a bit harsh? Fuck on it out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm staring at shits and giggles now, mate. Um, was it not a bit harsh on Manny to drop him after two and two? I, don't I was going to so. shut up then. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't think so. Um, he's a, he's he's okay and he's doing all right. But Taylor Taylor works a lot better in in, in tighter spaces. And when you have got a team like that. Where they do put a lot of men behind the balls, then he's not. You're not going to get many opportunities to. Well, I say that McAtee had two, I guess, but to to sort of get get your heels out and 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 run with the ball, which I think is where Manny's um, initial strengths come from. Same with Abraham as well, I guess. Um, but um, I can see why Tell is just a bit more of a trusted professional, and given what's happened this week, and we'll we'll come obviously come onto it briefly in a bit. Uh, with McAtee, I think a, a reassuring older head up front is probably well worth considering, though I imagine it maybe not came into to Hurst's head. He just tailors his guy. Um, I was going to mention that 
it was very well noted the keepers um and boring with shithousery they took they took a note out of southampton's book uh after about an hour the goalkeeper went down for a supposed groin strain that was uh and then they all ran over got their little gels and it was just after we'd had a little bit of a flurry um and after that we, they sort of a 10 minute spell of 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 better possession though it didn't come to anything i don't know if you noticed that as well bruce he's not going to talk now he did seem to suddenly get better didn't he he looked like he was going to have to go off and then and then three or four minutes later he, he was he was up and up and come on left come on ref let's get on with it that was yeah. that was the one where we had the ball out wide wasn't it we were just about to deliver it into the box and the keeper just collapsed in a pile and they were complaining that they should have had the ball back no that was a different one so was it? It, it was after he shanked it uh, that one then the second one which i'm i'm really annoyed about and we talk about shit ref shit referee and and lloyd brought it up and thomas stick his stuck his oar in on it as well i think um in terms of um when the ball, the ball, we had the ball at the edge of the box, and then one of their defenders went down clutching his head for a head injury, uh, and right, then yeah. and then we had a bounce, we had a drop ball, and the the ref seemed to take a drop ball about 10, 15 yards back from where it was basically at the edge of the edge of the box where we were going to cross it in, and I'm sorry, I I don't like that idea because first and foremost, you Boren would seem to do it a couple of times yesterday where they went down and and clutched their head, and it it sort of minimizes what could be a potential serious risk for a player. And it really does highlight the ability to abuse that rule should they need to. I think if they do that, then that player has to go off for five minutes and go through a standard concussion test. test. See how often they do it then. Sounds like a plan. No, I agree. I agree with it. That, that one. We were laughing because Sousa had the ball in the sun, uh, yeah. which was coming across the pitch. And then by the time it was taken, he was halfway in the main stand's shade. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, it was a, he was a, he was an odd ref yesterday. He wasn't the worst we've had, but he, I mean, it's a low bar in the in the national league. Uh, but I'm, I'm just surprised with the negativity. I, I get like, but they're the sort of games you should be happy with, where you come away and go, oh, we could have pinched that. I didn't think there was many issues. The only one that I'd probably criticise Paul Hurstwell was the usual stuff. I think he could have brought Maguire Drew on earlier, but I can understand as well why he didn't. Tom. I think the negativity just generally comes back to the to the same old thing for me, which is um, there's a large section of our support which um, have not been able to hit the reset button and accept that we're no longer a second-tier team. And uh, they still think that that's where we are and that this level is beneath us and that and and basically the the answer to that is it's not we're here because we've been crap for 20 years um and where we are now actually in you know context is really important and that result Bournemouth undefeated at home this season um it was a, a match between between two playoff teams uh, I think it's Lee Chisnell saying there. If we win on Tuesday night, Tuesday night, that's that's probably a really good point in the context of the playoff race, which is where we are. And lots of people criticising us, saying we need to go out and try and chase the game and win the game. There'd be exactly the same people that if we went out and played four three three, that if we ended up losing the game two nil yesterday, they'd be first the first people on Hurst's back saying. 
what were we doing chasing the game 4-3-3 after 45 minutes or whenever they want us to to change it. I I accept I've been one of his critics for not changing games earlier and, and bringing subs on earlier. I, I personally think 10, 15 minutes isn't enough time for a substitute to change the game. But we've been over it enough times now. Hurst, for whatever reason, doesn't like to mix it up after 60 minutes. He likes to give the players that started the game a chance to try and change it. Um, and further to that as well, in the context of this league season and where we are, a team that's just come down from League Two having pretty much hit rock bottom, and um, where about where we should be. Chesterfield, Wrexham, Stockport have all spent massive money that we haven't got on quality players. We don't have any marquee players in this division. Our one arguable marquee player is John McAtee, and we bought him at the cost of whatever you get for a tribunal transfer fee, which probably isn't that much. Wrexham, Chesterfield has spent six-figure players on sums. We're not the big dog in the league, and people need to realise that. Yeah, Bruce, go ahead. I, I disagree slightly. Um, I think that the most people that complain after any result where we don't win is the people that still, I thought Tom was going to say it at first, is the people that haven't forgiven what Hurst did at Wembley and have got, they've still got the first, and have still got the, have still got the, the thing with, uh, with Hurst in there. And, the, and the, there are people that are just waiting for any result that's not a win to, to come out and comment. I don't think, I think the first time we came down, I, I think a lot of us were guilty of thinking we were beneath the level. And it's been quite interesting reading some of the comments on Scunny's thread. Oh, we'll get rid of all the players and we'll be all right next year. I think they're in for the they're in for the shock of their lives because we certainly had it the first time we came down, didn't we? And I, 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 like I say, there may be some out there, but I think a lot of the people that uh, that complain about any result, you'll always see the manager's name in that complaining tweet. Um, and I think that generally it's a it's a dislike of the manager um, and not an expectation that we've got a god given right to do anything. That's just my opinion. I mean, not wanting to to sit on the fence, I take a, a sort of both of those views. I think there's there's two reasons for it. I think firstly is the dislike for Hurst, and you can see the same old people waiting for something to go wrong. You saw it when we was in in some bad form, and you do see people that just think we have a god given right to to beat any team we're up against. Um, I don't pretend to understand, you know, the reason for it, but it doesn't surprise me anymore. You know, I, I'm. It's not unusual. You, you you go online or you you read reviews of games and and there's people that are very negative about getting a draw away at a playoff rival. I just I don't understand it, but I sort of expect it now. And without wanting to be called again a happy clapper or, or whatever, um, you look at the season going in. We're probably exactly where all of us thought we would be. You know, we're, we're in and around the playoffs. Um, Fairly inconsistent at times, but at the minute we're on some, we're on some cracking form. Won five, drawn two, lost one. That's pretty decent form. Um, and I think when you win the first ten games of the season, people think you're brilliant. When you lose a couple of games, people think you're terrible. And neither are ever true. It's somewhere in the middle. And I think sometimes people don't realise that that that's the case. 
Wow, I've been I've just been looking for uh, suit trousers while you're all talking, and the comments have come in. Uh, <laughs> Tom, what were you going to say? Look, um, I'm going to throw some comments up, and then we can put them up as we'll we'll come back to them as well. I think John Lewis has been quite active. Tom, yeah, and I, th I think the other thing that comes in on that, which is you know people complaining about the referee. I've said this before. Um, like people tend to also complain about the referee when the result don't go your way. I know that from my experience of refereeing, the times when you'd get, you know, you when you referee the home team and the away team have to give you a mark out of 10 or whatever it is now, probably still the same. And more often than not, the, the team that wins gives you a good score and the team that loses gives you a bad score. There's very few people that, are able to actually come somewhere in the middle of that. And comments about the referee yesterday don't surprise me because we didn't win a game that a lot of people no doubt expected us to win. And by the sounds of things, if McAtee puts one of those strikes away, we win the game 1-0 and everybody comes away happy as Larry are. That's a brilliant three points at a really tough place to go. And the referee doesn't even get a mention. Um, I don't, I, a lot, because I've, I've just brought it up now and that I thought the referee was pretty poor in terms of some of his decisions and we pointed a couple out. I wasn't expecting us to win. I, 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 no, I, I know you weren't. I'm not, I'm not like, but I, th I just think that's the, that is the way it goes. Like people tend are more likely to complain about the referee when the result don't go your way. You look at any football result and look at the comments and that, that just happens. Um, and ultimately, uh, it don't come down to the referee. Both teams have the same referee. Both teams have the same ball. Both teams have the same pitch. It comes down to your performance and what you do in that moment. And most of the time when people blame the referee, they're blaming the referee because they don't want to look at their own failings. And the, the fact of the matter is, yesterday, we didn't do enough to score a goal. Um and Boreham Wood didn't do enough to score a goal. So the easy scapegoat is the referee, or if the pitch had been crap, you could have blamed the pitch or whatever. It always In football, it always seems to come down to somebody else's fault rather than your own. Ah, well. Um, I mean, like, OK, so let's talk about some fun stuff. Um, I get, Bruce, have I missed anything from yesterday? No, just going back to your thing about uh, the, the the negativity, though. Um, I think Tom's I think Tom's right as well. You you know, like we say, we, we, you don't talk about the referee very often when you've won a game. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think um, don't, we we all use social media. Don't don't you just find as well that I think you're saying there's negativity, but I have accounts on social media that I respect the opinion of, and I have accounts on social media that I think, oh, there they go again. And and probably people think the same of me or you or you know Mike or whoever. But, Hi guys. Yeah, yeah. You, you don't you don't rant, do you? Enablers. You do not want to rant or put anything outrageous. Um, but but now I was I, talking um, more about our fans. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> um, but but no, I um, and, and I think I don't. Again, I I sort of you know you see it and you'll see that, that, that and there's probably a dozen or fifteen accounts that that you see pop up when when things haven't gone right or we haven't got a win and, and, you know, I've just, I've just sort of grown to the amount of times that I find myself starting to write a reply and then just thinking it's not worth it. 
and I'm not a I'm not a Hurst fan, and I'm and I'm not a Hurst hater. Um, you know, we we criticised when it wasn't good enough, um, but I didn't think yesterday was one of those days. Just just one quick point. I do see I do see a lot of um, people saying, "Oh, we'd rather we'd rather lose a game having a go and play free attacking football and have a go and lose games." Well. From the games I've seen in the National League, whilst we've been down here on both visits, I haven't seen many teams go up playing that. You know, sometimes in this league, I think you have to be a bit more pragmatic. But on the other hand, there is probably a valid argument that we are a lot less prolific and clinical as we probably should be. And that is something that does need to be addressed next season. Um, we can't be here at the same time next season, having the same discussion, not sorting out the problem in front of goal that we seem to have at times. Bruce, before we move on, do you want to have a comment about the atmosphere? Because I thought, even though the numbers were relatively impressive, 700-odd away, I thought, once again, it was absolute dog shit. And I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. I mean, people talk about it being a small, clustered area across a longer part in multiple stands. But we've done Welling. We've done Hazing Yedin. We've done all these places. And then the noise has been fine. The songs have been fine. But this year... I don't know if everybody's still suffering from long COVID, but it sounds like a fucking library. Is is he just going to blame us Southern Mariners again? <laughs> I think he should. I, I think <laughs> that, I think, no, yeah, we, no, yeah, there weren't enough there yesterday, Mike. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, I think that the, um, it, it was just never there, was it, yesterday? But the, what were there though? A dozen steps, eight steps? Uh, there weren't many and, and I mean, but everyone I, was but everyone was packed in, and we like yeah, yeah, hey, well in well in reminds me of that where we're all like packed in on that little bank there. Yeah, but you're packed in. If you go to Bundle Park and you want to sing, you you you've got an idea where you go. You go in the Osmond with your flags, don't you? Where you where you want your your singing section. But you you go anywhere. I do think I do think it's hard. It's hard. There's these grounds with no roofs as well. I mean, we've complained and you've complained about the atmosphere. But one of the best um, Southern games that I've been to this season, atmosphere-wise, was Aldershot in that cow shed. You know, there's, there's, that was probably the best one. And it's got a decent roof, so it doesn't take a lot. But there wasn't a lot yesterday. And I, I think I think there's also maybe a little bit of... it's the, the, the There's a lot of the hardcore going that have been going for years and you see a lot which is great and you see a lot of couples and there was a there was a bus of lads went yesterday there was a there was a coach load um yesterday but you end up spread like you said with the when the terrace is so thin you end up spread all over the stand um so yeah it but it never got going did it there wasn't even no it just never got going but maybe that goes back to the mics talk about expansive football you know we 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 had a we had a there was a it was a turgid first half where there wasn't really a lot to get the fans excited, was there? And, you know, there was a little bit more excitement in the second half, but it's not free-flowing, uh, and I'm not criticising the approach, but it's not free-throwing. You know, we're not scoring four like Stockport did, coming from two behind. You know, we, when we've lost get the games, we've lost. We've lost We've lost by the odd goal on however many occasions. So, you know, the fans have got to give the team something, but there's got, you know, to get the singing and stuff going, I think there's it also helps when you're, you're roaring your team forward, doesn't it? So what do we what do we do with that? I mean, I'm too old to bring them, and and everyone's fucking sick to death of my opinion. So you don't want me coming with a bloody megaphone to a game like doing some sort of tafosi crap. We don't what want a do megaphone. We, I'd rather it was silent. Yeah. <laughs> what do, what do we what do we do? What can I mean? Can we do anything to help it? I guess 
I don't, I don't know. I, maybe we need to get more people drunk. I don't. Or maybe they're too drunk and they're just sort of post snooze when they get get in there. Tom, what were you going to say? I just wanted to pick up on what uh, Mike said about um, you know teams not chasing the game. I think another important factor that everybody seems to overlook is is that teams that tend to win the conference and get promoted are teams that have twenty goal strikers in their in their team. Like you just look in recent years, Vardy with Fleetwood, Akinde with. Barnet. Oh my god, this, if we're going to go all the way back to fucking Fleetwood, I'm going to kick you out of this bloody chat now. That was about 45 and, and this, years this ago. season, <laughs> you've got Madden uh, um, at Stockport County, who's banging the goals in, and then obviously Tish Manga, until <laughs> he got injured, uh, was, was looking like he was going to get 20 goals as well, and unfortunately, we don't seem to have landed like a 20-goal-a-season striker this year. And we don't have enough players perhaps chipping in from other areas, getting close to double figures, which is a big thing. And I think this all sort of comes into the atmosphere as well. The atmosphere yesterday was probably a bit naff because it was a nil-nil draw and there weren't that many chances. Um, When you go, I went to Torquay away at the beginning of the season and we won, I think we won 3-1 in the end, didn't we? Uh, and that was a great away day. We went 1-0 down and came back from behind and, and won 3-1. And that, that, they're great away days. The atmosphere is great. She's like, oh, we thought we were going to be in for a hide in there. And then we've gone and won it. And then we went to that, was it uh, Maidenhead earlier in the season? That game was a bit flat. There weren't that many chances in that game. The atmosphere was a bit flat. The atmosphere is quite atmosphere in the UK is quite organic. It's not like on the continent where people sing for ninety minutes because there's some guy not watching the match facing you telling you what to chant for ninety minutes. Atmosphere in the UK is organic because it it lives and breathes with the game itself. Sometimes it takes an incident to to g the crowd up, and there's like a, a sense of injustice that just gets everybody going. This afternoon, I don't know if you watched the Forest Liverpool game. The Forest fans were obviously up for that because it was a really big game for them and it, it made for a really good atmosphere getting into Liverpool. I think you just sometimes have to accept what it is and enjoy the good atmosphere no, when they come around. I'm not, I'm not accepting it. It's shit. Everyone up their fucking games. If you're going to bitch and whine about the team, can't bitch and whine about them unless you're you know, singing your heart out with, a, with fucking three Jaeger bombs in you. I don't understand it. Probably not if you're driving there, though. Um, what was I going to say? All right, we're moving on now, I guess. Bournemouth's done. Useful point. On to wherever we've got next, Solly or Moors. Um, and then I guess we have to talk about McAtee. Do we need to talk about James? <laughs> Tom is shaking his head. Look. I'm, so, not that in, I'm not that interested. I don't think there's a lot in it, if I'm honest. Yeah, I know, but it's going to affect stuff, isn't it? And I, we can't be pussies about it. We have to talk about this stuff. Look, yeah, but is it going to affect stuff? Why, why, why? I mean, surely if there was, Hurst is one of the most disciplined managers that we've that we've had, and been big on discipline. If that, if he felt there was a case to answer, a, a serious case to answer, I don't think he would have played yesterday. Well, I guess we better talk to people about what we're talking about first, rather than sort of comment on it in in that way. I guess, I mean, he missed two one on ones, which isn't like him. Uh, but um, there was obviously footage came out on a social media account uh, after a night out where um, it was accused, I guess, just by association that John McAtee had been up to stuff. 
uh, the club, uh, it invo- it's the, the footage which you can probably find somewhere online, uh, showed people um, do, arguing in the street like they do at a night out. And um, uh, unfortunately, though, one of uh, McAtee's mates seemed to have spat at uh, a woman, which looks quite fucking disgusting, if you ask me. Uh, but um, all in all, it didn't. It looks like it's been edited to suit the claimant and uh, the club are investigating. I don't. I get, that's all I really wanted to talk about with it. I. It just. Yeah, there's not much else we can add, but we shouldn't. We shouldn't not talk about it. No, I mean we've. It's difficult to talk about things when you quite clearly don't don't have all the all the evidence or or all the facts. Now, from from what is available, I don't I don't see anything that is you know. I don't see that he's done anything wrong. So until until proven otherwise, um, then I think that John McAtee should continue doing what he does in, in his job. So until somebody is proven to have done something wrong, it, we have to be very careful about jumping on bandwagons and accusing people of things when what I've seen, I haven't seen anything that that, that is, is wrong. Maybe questionable about his friends and his friends are complete scumbag, but uh, but yeah. I think I think you're right, Mike. I think it's it's on from what I've seen of of our player, it's unsavoury at best. Uh, sorry, at worst. I mean, yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, we've mentioned it now at least, so we can sort of move on from that. Um, have we got anything else to talk about? I guess uh, poor lad for Callum Jones has gone back to Hull. Uh, yes, Tom. Well, we got to talk about Tuesday, as pointed out by. Uh... Rich Hallam, the Tuesday night showdown, six of the top seven playing each other. What's not to get excited about? Town versus Solihull, Notts County versus Boreham Wood and Wrexham versus Halifax. Is it Little One's first home game? <laughs> uh, no, not yet. No, I said, is it Little One's first home game? Yeah, I heard what you said. I said, no, not yet. It's not here oh, yet. Right, okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Right, we're done, Alex. I think we're done. Do you need the name of a decent curry house, Tom? No, I tried that. that joke. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess it's a nice one. We're going to find this now. We, we've talked about our running and it looks all right compared to others. So Notts County seems to be quite a, a nice one to, to come to. Uh, Bruce, you were on Friday. You were entertained by Ivano Benetti. How was that? Ooh. I was just going to talk about that, mate. It was a really good night, actually. I was a little bit, little bit concerned before we went that his spell here was so short that there wouldn't be enough content for a whole evening. But actually, he was he yeah, was brilliant. Been playing like that, <laughs> he was yeah he was he was brilliant. Yeah, and um, he had Dario with him. His interpreter was still with him, um, although he lives in California now. Uh, we were fortunate enough that they were sat on our table. Um, for the meal beforehand, um, and they were both really good company. Ivano's English is a lot better than it was then, um, 26 years ago or whatever it was. And um, yeah, and, and I thought um, Kev Rogers, the uh, P who does the PA at town, um, he was um, excellent in his questioning. Uh, we had a bit about his career before he came to town. Uh, like a first half and, uh, you know, the players that he's played with. And you forget, he's, you know, played against Maradona. He played with Platini. You know, he played with some absolute best of the best. Um, and his career history was was interesting um, from a young age, you know, going to these massive clubs in Italy. 
and uh, it was it was just a really good night and he 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 was more than happy to take photos and sign stuff that people had taken and um and yeah it was um it was really good and it was uh, very very nostalgic um and uh, yeah they had a with us i did a video for them which was playing throughout the sort of interval and stuff and a lot of people you know probably haven't seen all the goals and stuff from right back then um and all the stuff off telly and yeah it went, went down really well really really good did he have much to say about his time at town um he didn't shed any new light we'd already i think we'd already broken that story hadn't we that it was nothing to do with the chicken it was uh but yeah he um it was it was a left hook of Brian Laws, and it was apparently his wedding ring that, or his ring that did the damage. Um, yeah. But uh, so Ivano said, and he said he still gets a numbness in his face now, occasionally. Um, <laughs> Christ. So so yeah, Lawsy Lawsy give him a good, uh, good a good whack. Um, but uh, but yeah, no, he um, he did talk about his time at town. He talked very fondly of it and the area, and there were jokes about the pier and you know the usual stuff and. They asked him which player that he played with at town was his was what he thought was the best, um, and he said Paul Gross um, was probably which was quite interesting. Um, but then he but when we were at the table beforehand, he was asking um, you know about the players that he played with where they were now, and we were able to obviously from social media and you know the, and also the interviews that we've done on on here that you know filling in with what people were doing and what they were up to and stuff that we know of. So yeah, he was he was really interested, and uh, it was like I said, it was a really good night. That's uh, that's good to hear, and it's glad to see he came back. Um, uh, he could probably do a decent job in midfield at the moment. <laughs> Just bring him uh, on set, set plays. Yeah, absolutely. Roll on, roll off. That'd be a pretty decent uh, kicker. So, if we ever do a Masters Mariners thing, it'd be great on it. That's a good question. I have a think about that. If we had to, because the Masters League is coming back, how many players do you have? Four, don't you? I think. It, what four would you have? That's a good one. Anyway, um, have we got anything else? Is that, are we going to wrap up? Is that 40? Does that say 42 minutes? I know. Have we missed anything, guys? Anybody on Twitter or on, or, on the uh, social media verse? Anything else we need to talk about? Well, we've about got another home game before we record again, haven't we? We've got Dagenham at home on Saturday as well. We've got old um, daggers. I'm sure Tom's done loads of research on that. No, but they're on half-decent form, aren't they, Dagenham? No, they seem to be, if I remember rightly. Seem to be That's picking up a few points again. They've won three of their last five. Yeah. That helped. Um, and they could... Oh, no, they couldn't overtake us. Um who else have we got around us? Bromley. Oh, we can always make the nominal reference of Scunny losing again, which is quite nice. Never gets old. Kurt Zuma's brother plays for Dagenham. Does he? You get yeah. this, don't you? Lots of, unsuc- lots of unsuccessful younger... Actually, I can't say that because we've got John Mackey, haven't we? <laughs> um, yeah. I missed that. I'll keep, my, I'll keep the cat in then, shall I, Tom? I would. Yeah. <laughs> well, that Ollie Hudson's just asked us the cat kit as back play for Dagenham. Because oh, he was involved in it, wasn't he? He was the one that filmed it. Yeah, yeah I think I think you missed that at first. Sorry, mate. I think that's what's... Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, just on the cat, though, um, I don't know what it is about Sunday nights, but I had to take a, another dead body out of the house before the pod started. 
She seems quite regular on a on a Sunday. You can even tell when she comes through the cat flap, the noise she makes. She comes through with that much purpose that she's brought you another kill. That uh, she comes charging through. Maisie's like, I think the cat's brought, and I'm like, no, she hadn't. And I went out in the hall, and yeah, there was a body. Maybe, uh, maybe the cat knows that the pod recording is coming, and she's sick of listening to us, so uh, she's trying to distract you, Bruce. Yeah, possibly, <laughs> mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't yeah. blame her. It's um. Oi. I, one thing we do have to mention, Steel's Corner House have very kindly offered to pay for the f- next flag. Um, so um, we will be uh, doing something on that once um, uh, stuff in the um, east of Europe comes to uh, settles down a little bit because I'm a bit busy. Uh, but um, we will get that sorted and, and go through some stuff on that. That'll be great. Um, uh, and you'll be able to decide, I guess, which one we, we, we go for um, if we don't make a decision ourselves. Uh, but yeah, I think that's a massive thank you to those guys too, and we'll uh, we'll we'll keep you updated. Anything else before we go? Uh, and we, um, you know, we've got early a bit of day in Lou here. Good, right? Yeah. Well, Tom, thank you very much for joining us. Hopefully, next time you see us, or next time we see you, you'll be a dad. Yeah, hopefully. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, if we got another week, if you're here another week, that's, that's, I feel sorry for the missus. Uh, Mike, thank you very much. Great to have you back. No worries, buddy. Good stuff. Bruce, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah, cheers, mate. Good luck, Tom. Yeah, good Thanks, luck, Thanks, Bruce. Enjoy. Cheers. Get your, get your iPad charged up. <laughs> I, 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 uh, I'm amused by the fact that you think I've got an iPad. Oh. <laughs> I don't know then. Get your uh, Sid Lowe book on, but the uh, the Spanish, um, the Iberian Peninsula, or whatever it would be. Uh, but uh, thank you very much, guys, um, and we shall see you all very soon. Um, enjoy the rest of it. Enjoy the football. It's been all right recently. Uh, I am proper looking for time. There we go. There's the video. See you later. Bye. Bye. Some suckers!